Welcome to My Messy Lessons, the podcast. I hope this show will encourage you to know and love yourself more, inspire you to look at things differently, or maybe just say, thank God I thought I was the only one. As you join me in my journey through life, please don't take it as the truth. I might disagree with myself 10 episodes from now, so use my discoveries simply to spark your own, to learn, think, and grow in whatever direction that takes you. Happy Friday, everybody. Today is part one of a part two series on boundaries. In the first part, I'll explain what boundaries are to the best of my ability and how to think about them. And then part two, we'll give some examples of boundaries that I've set or haven't set in my life. Have you ever felt resentful, taken advantage of, like you don't have time to take care of yourself because you have to do all these things for other people? Of course, we all have. These are only a few of the many symptoms of boundarylessness. Boundaries are incredibly frustratingly hard to explain, but singularly the most important lesson I think I have learned to date. I learned them primarily and firstly through a recommended book simply called Boundaries by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. First of all, I would highly recommend you buy this book to read or listen to. It's a bit religious, but if you aren't religious, just set those parts aside and listen to what the rest of the book says. In the book, it explains that boundaries, physical, mental, or emotional ones, say, this is where my property begins and this is what is me and what is not me. In my words, I believe there are two main aspects to boundaries. One, to take responsibility for myself, and two, to let others take responsibility for themselves. In the book, it says, I am responsible for my feelings, my attitudes, my actions, my beliefs, my behaviors, my choices, my values, my limits, my thoughts, my desires, and love. I can also allow the people around me to be responsible for their attitudes, feelings, actions, beliefs, etc. Boundary setting is saying no when we need to say no and enough when we've had enough. It's saying what we will and will not tolerate from ourselves and others. These are small words, no and enough, but often very hard to say, especially if you're not used to saying them. Often what stops us is that we think we will hurt others by saying it. However, we're hurting ourselves by not saying no, 
Also, if we're doing it out of obligation and resentment, why not allow them to find someone who will do something joyfully and out of love? Danielle Laporte, in her new book, White Hot Truth, talks about boundaries. She says, quote, I was a river in need of some riverbanks. I overpaid people because love is generous. I let shoddy behavior slide because love is forgiving. I put off getting a lawyer because love is reasonable. I saw this with my soul sisters as well. Otherwise remarkably powerful, get shit done women who couldn't tell their adorable but freeloading brother that it was time to move out of their guest room and get a job. Or the gorgeous and articulate friend who kept quiet about the Tantra teacher who crossed the line with her. Or the whip-smart entrepreneur who couldn't put a stop payment on the check to the quote-unquote socially responsible consultant who gave her nearly fatal business advice. We were all so accustomed to directing our compassion outward that turning the tide of protective love toward ourselves was discombobulating. We fought for causes, for relationships, for our children, for our coworkers, but it was terrifying to fight for ourselves. End quote. I have felt this way so many times. And sometimes we think, well, well, I'm the only one that can help them. And without me, they're going to be screwed. Maybe this is true like half a percent of the time. But most of the time, they'll find another way. People are surprisingly resourceful when they have to be. But when we jump in all the time to help, they don't have to be. They can just rely on us. It's important to respect others and value them. And I believe it's just as important, if not more so, for me to respect and value myself. When I continually sacrifice myself, my emotions, my beliefs, my time, my money, my well-being for others, it's a downhill spiral. When I state what I need, say no when I need to say no and set boundaries with other people. They know where I stand and they're free to take care of themselves knowing I take care of myself. When we expect others to take responsibility for us or impose that on them, we give away our power to them, which is a huge burden on them too. It opens the door for resentment and causes the relationship to be strained and often to break. When we take care of ourselves, we allow others the freedom to be themselves and we free ourselves to make up our life what we want. Obligation and expectations only ever lead to resentment and bitterness and pushing away. When we set boundaries, it's important to state what the consequences are and to follow through on them. If there are no consequences, chances are pretty high that they will just keep doing what they've been doing. In Daniel Laporte's book, she talks about teaching her son to have a big, open, soft heart and to build a big fucking fence around it. A fence of protection. Boundaries aren't the same as barriers. Having boundaries is like having a fence. It sets you free and helps you be safe at the same time. 
A barrier is like a shield that you cart around. It weighs you down and tires you out. And it comes from a place of fear, like that you're always going to be attacked, but you don't know like where the attack's going to come from or what people are going to do to hurt you next. A boundary comes from love and respect for yourself, your time, your effort, your money. Of course. Setting and keeping boundaries is often a lot messier than events, especially when we're just trying to learn how to set them. It's not neat and tidy at all. Danielle says that sometimes we put locks on doors and get a guard dog when all we had to do was say, I need to cancel lunch. On the flip side, maybe our first iteration of boundaries is way too flimsy and we realize that we're maxed out and need to clear our calendar for 12 months and get a guard dog. I think the best way to explain boundaries is to give some examples. And so next week will be part two and it will just be all examples of boundaries. So for this week, I would encourage you to just notice where in your life you feel like maybe someone repeatedly hurts you the same way or something you feel resentful about, or just something that makes you feel uncomfortable that you haven't really addressed and you don't know how to address it, and entertain the idea that maybe it's because you haven't set a boundary, you haven't stated your boundary clearly to another person or to yourself, um, because you let people cross that boundary that you, the invisible boundary that you haven't stated. And that maybe there's something you can do about it to set yourself free. I found that boundaries in my life, they make me feel so free. They're freeing, which is not the way it sounds. (laughs) It's counterintuitive, but it's true. When you set up a big fucking fence, you can relax inside of it. You can have fun. You can be yourself and love with abandon because you know you're protected. So just think about that. And next week we'll talk about some examples and hopefully those can help you as well. Have a great week. This is Phoebe. Thank you for listening to my messy lessons. If you have questions, comments, or would like to access the show notes, please visit my website at www.mymessy.com. The intro and closing music is Never Back Down by Flora Broad. See you next week. And remember, we're all messy. That's what makes us beautiful. Beautiful.